Hello everyone, thank you for checking out today's episode of Wings Talk, brought to you by Hardball Sports Talk and Hardball Sports Media. My name is Brandon, and let's review the Detroit Red Wings week that we just had. Coming into the week of October 18th, the Red Wings were at 1-0-1, and they had four games this past week. On Tuesday, they played the Columbus Blue Jackets. On Thursday, they played the Calgary Flames. On Saturday, they played the Montreal Canadiens. And on Sunday, they played the Chicago Blackhawks. So a really busy week for the Red Wings. They played three games in four days, which is a busy stretch for any hockey team, yet alone one that has had a rough couple years here. And the Red Wings did exactly what I was expecting them to do in this little stretch here. They went 2-2. Two and two. They beat Columbus and they beat Chicago while falling to Calgary and Montreal. Now, I was busy a lot this week, so I unfortunately did not get to watch all these games. I did watch the Columbus game, and that was a really exciting game. Not much scoring, really, until the third period. Uh, Let's look at the stats here for that game. Yeah, all the scoring actually happened in the third period. Uh, Lucas Raymond got his first NHL career goal at the 6-17 mark of the third period to make it 1-0 Red Wings. Uh, Larkin and Letty got the assist on that one. Raymond, uh, in these first few games, has been impressive. Uh, so as most cider, we'll talk about both of them here to an extent on today's episode. Uh, but they've both been really impressive. Raymond been r- spreading up the goal sheet. I got a hat trick against the Blackhawks. We'll talk about that also in a few minutes. And then Tyler Batuzzi from Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond made it 2-0 Detroit. Bertuzzi has had a, another great start for the Red Wings, both him and Raymond. Actually, that entire line of Raymond, Bertuzzi, and Larkin, they've been one of the best lines in hockey, in my personal opinion, so far in this young season. They've been sco- lighting up the score sheet. They've been playing really solid hockey. They've been showing great chemistry, and it's a fun line to watch. A lot of fun, you know, They Larkin... Good playmaker, Bertuzzi, good goal scorer, Raymond, elite passing with a great shot. If you had a chance to watch that goal against Columbus, that was an impressive shot, really fast shot on the goalie there. He had no chance to save it. Uh, And then going back to the recap here of the Columbus game, uh, Columbus made it 2-1 on a power play goal. Uh, Got a little iffy there. That was at the 12.50 mark. So we had eight or seven minutes, excuse me, left in that game. And then Nemestikov, because what else does he do but get empty net goals? Uh, he got an empty netter to make it 3-1. to one. And then with 10 seconds left, Adam Ernie with an assist from Nemestikov sealed the deal for the Red Wings, and they won against the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. to one. Really good game, like I said. Uh, both goalies played phenomenal. Uh, 4-1 score was a lot closer than that. Two of the goals were empty netters, and... Yeah, Red Wings, really good win there uh, on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, they got shut out by the Flames. So there's no Red Wings scoring to talk about here. Uh, Markstrom, he's the goalie now with Calgary. Really, Jacob Markstrom, really solid goalie. Uh, the Red Wings just can't get any offense going. I, unfortunately, was driving during this game, and I did not have a chance to watch or listen to it. So I honestly don't really know how this game went. Uh, so Red Wings fell 3-0 uh, for Calgary. 
Elias Lindholm. Andrew Mangiapane made it 2-0 Calgary. Uh, to end the first period, both, like I said, I didn't get to watch this game, so I don't really know how the game went. Uh, no scoring in the second period. And then Matthew Kachuk made it 3-0 Calgary uh, late in the third period there to take the game for the Flames on that one. Just looking through the box score here, because like I said a couple times now, I didn't get a chance to watch this game. Uh, Nadalkovich for the Red Wings looked like he had a solid game. 929 save percentage. Uh, the Kachuk goal was an empty netter. By the looks of it, he only got two goals allowed. Nadalkovich did. So I'm going to go with that was an empty netter. Uh, for the Wings power play penalty kill here, obviously. The Wings obviously got shut out, so their power play went 0 for 3. Uh, they also only took two penalties and were able to kill both those power plays. So good job by the Wings special teams on the penalty kill, that is, to not allow any power play goals there. Uh, that was actually their first time this year not allowing a power play goal against Calgary. Uh, the rest of their games, at this point, they had allowed a power play goal. So something they need to shore up there is the penalty kill. Uh, they also need this power play going. Uh, we'll look at the numbers here towards the end of the episode, but the power play so far hasn't been too great. Um, like, for example, they played the Blackhawks on Sunday last night, and I believe they went one for six on the power play. So, yes, they got a power play goal, but it took them six chances. They might have gone once for seven. We'll look at that numbers here in a little bit here when we get to that game. But either way... Uh, good job on killing the penalties against the Flames. The Flames have a really good young team. They're uh, farther ahead than the Red Wings are in their rebuild. Uh, actually, they're a playoff team. Uh, should be competitive out west. So, real good game for the Wings there, even though they fell. But defensively, you know, really good improvement there. Uh, and then Saturday, Dylan Larkin started out the scoring for the Red Wings on a power play goal against Montreal. I was at work, but I was listening to this one. Uh, real good shot. Cider set him up on a power play. So Larkin from Cider to make it one nothing Detroit. And then it went bad from there. The Canadians scored six unanswered goals on Thomas Grice uh, throughout the rest of the night, including a hat-trick from Matthew Prohl. Uh, the Canadians, up to this point, had not won this season, but like last year they were in the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't think they're a good enough team to compete for a Stanley Cup. I really don't. I think last year might have been a little bit of a fluke. But they're also not a winless hockey team either at this point of the season. They're probably a 6-8 to eight seed in the East, I would guess. That's their ceiling. Uh, more realistically, they'll probably be on the outside looking in than the playoffs. But like they're on that bubble team. And so when you're, when I, when I say 6-8 to eight seed, I'm used to the old format, this wild card thing. So forgive me on that. Um, but, you know, this, this Canadians team is in a better stage than the Red Wings are right now. But losing that one's a tough one. One big factor for the Red Wings in this one was Tyler Bertuzzi was not in the lineup because of the COVID protocol. Uh, he's not vaccinated, and like I said before, we're not going to get into that on this channel. 
Uh, but that is the case with him, so he was not available since the game was in Canada. I don't think he makes a five-goal difference. Now, is the game different? Probably. But, you know, these are the rules the Red Wings have got to play with. So, they're without Bertuzzi. Uh, Montreal dominated play. Uh, for the Red Wings, like I said, Larkin got the one goal. And then Sider assisted on it for the goalies. Uh, Grice started, didn't have the greatest today, made 12 saves on 17 shots for a 7.06 save percentage. And then Nadalkovich played the second half of the game. Uh, Grice played 29.59, and then Nadalkovich played 29.35, so about 30.30 for each. Uh, Nadalkovich made six saves on six shots in his half. So Nadalkovich getting his feet wet here in Detroit. Had a rough first game or two, but really, come on. He even didn't play that great bad against Calgary, you know. Uh, 9.20 save percentage. And then here, saving all stick shots. So he's getting his groove going here in Detroit. So that's a good thing for the Red Wings to build on. Uh, Grice just didn't have it that night. Uh, rough game for the Red Wings. Uh, there's a couple of bright spots here for the game, though. Uh, the power play had three opportunities. Obviously, they scored on the Larkin goal. That was a power play goal. Uh, and then the penalty kill. Uh, Canadians went one for four, so we were able to kill three out of four penalties. So a lot of their damage was not done on the power play. It was done on five-on-five five hockey. Uh, so the Red Wings, you know, there's some things to build on. Another key thing is we won more face-offs than we lost, 52-48. to 48. So that's a big area of uh, concern for me for the Red Wings is face-offs. Uh, there's no one true center on this team. Uh, Larkin is the top-line center. I don't think he's a top-end center. I think he's a second-line center. And I believe, truly believe, that Eiserman's going to draft. If he can get a top pick again, he will use it on a center, a franchise first-line center. And I think that'll be a huge move for the Red Wings. Like I just said a few minutes ago, this Larkin, Bertuzzi, Raymond line has great chemistry. So, yes, you don't want to ruin that. But you need a true first-line center, too, and I don't believe Larkin is that. Uh, but for this year, you know, this is still a rebuild, and there's good pieces here, you know. The title for this episode, as you can tell, is The Kids Are All Right, and the kids are all right, you know. Uh, Larkin, he's still pretty young. He's pretty good hockey player. Raymond and Sider, the rookies that are the big storyline for the Red Wings this year, absolutely killing it so far. Now will the league figure them out and slow them down? Yes, eventually. But I believe in these kids that they'll be able to weather the storm and really grow as players. That's what this year's all about is the development of those two and continued development for Larkin and Bertuzzi and all the other young guys on this team. Uh, Nedeljkovic, you know, his development's huge. Yes, he is... Uh, Calder Award finalist last year for the top rookie in the NHL. So he's also a young guy too. So you got three really young pieces on your team, including a young goalie. And there's pieces to build around. And then Eisman dra drafted Sebastian Kosa and Edvinson in this past draft. A goalie in Kosa and Edvinson as a defenseman. So there's a lot of young talent in the system. And... The future looks really bright for the Red Wings. We've been hearing that for a couple of years now, you know, just trust the plan, they're going to do this. Well, now we're seeing these players make it to the NHL, 
and Cider and Raymond. And Kosa, he's got ambitions to make it to the NHL either next year or the year after. We'll see how it all works out. But there's a lot of fun pieces here. And Eiserman's doing this the right way through the draft, through smart trades. Just be patient, Wings fans. It's soon. I'm not saying next year or the year after. I'm not putting a time frame on this. But you can see it. There's pieces here, and they're going to be good really soon. I firmly believe this. Does that mean Stanley Cup? I don't know. You know, a lot of things got to go your way to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm not going to put those expectations on this team. But they will be a competitive hockey team sooner than we think they will be. Uh, now, here's one reason I firmly believe this. Like I said, they lose 6-1 to in Montreal on Saturday night. And then Sunday, they turn around and they're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, they come into this game without winning yet this year. And the Red Wings are on game three of four nights. So three games and four nights. And so they're probably tired, you know, traveling from Montreal to Chicago. Yes, they're professional athletes, but they're also human too. I'm sure fatigue has was setting in for these Red Wings, but they did not let that stop them. So let's look at the box score for this one. The Red Wings won this game 6-3. to I was also out of town for this one, but this time I was able to listen to it. And I have satellite radio, so I was only able to listen to the Chicago announcers. So it was a little disappointing on that side of things. No offense to Chicago announcers. They did a great job calling the game. Really called a good game. They they were Chicago announcers, but they didn't give you a, fi- a feeling that they were Chicago announcers. Like, they were rooting for Chicago, but they were professional about it. So kudos to the Blackhawks announcers for this game. Uh, had a good time listening to you guys. So anyways, back to the game. Uh, the Red Wings started out the scoring on this one. Lucas Raymond got his second of the year from Tyler Bertuzzi uh, to make a one nothing Red Wings. Uh, and then Chicago entered right back a couple minutes later. Tyler Johnson, a former Lightning player, scored uh, his first of the season with the Blackhawks. And at that point, honestly, I was getting a little worried because the Red Wings started out really good against Montreal the night before, taking an early one nothing lead before everything collapsed. And then Tyler Johnson scored, and I'm like, oh, no, here comes the floodgates, uh, especially with Nadalkovich. He has been better, but the first game of the season really made me worried about him. Not long-term. I think he's going to be fine long-term once he gets his feet wet in this team. But getting used to the adjustments of Carolina has a really good defensive team. And the Red Wings, yes, we've improved defensively, but we're still a subpar defensive team. And so I was a little worried on how he's going to respond. Uh, But uh, the Red Wings... Uh, we're able to go into the first intermission, tied 1-1. to And then the second period, they just exploded. Carter Rowney got his first of the year for the Red Wings, make it 2-1. to He got that from Rasmussen and Stevens, make it 2-1 Red Wings. And then Domestikov got his third of the year uh, from Stevens and Zadina. So that line really did a lot for the Red Wings today, the Stuff Stevens line. Uh, good to see the second and third and fourth lines producing here for the Red Wings. Uh, but the big line, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, 
they made a 4-1 to Bertuzzi getting the goal from Larkin and Raymond on the assist uh, before Chicago got one back to make a 4-2 to power play goal there. Uh, and then Raymond, though, responded uh, for the Red Wings late in the second period to make it 5-2 to Detroit to get a second of the night. Uh, in the third period, Chicago got one. Uh, and then Raymond, on a power play goal, completed the hat-trick from Larkin and Sider. So Red Wings got the went 6-3. to uh, Like I said, I listened to this one from the Chicago announcer's point of view. And there was a goal in the third period. I have not seen the video of it yet. I literally just walked in the door a uh, half hour ago uh, and then started recording. I got to work in the morning. It's Monday morning. I'm recording this Sunday night. So I haven't had a chance to watch the video from this game or anything like that. So I'm just going f- solely what I heard on the radio. The Blackhawks had a goal, a 5-on-3 power play, and they scored a goal that Nedeljkovic was adamant he was interfered with. Now the Blackhawks announcers even admitted, listen, we're homers, but we don't think that's goal interference. Now again, I haven't seen the video, so I don't have an opinion on it. But here's my thoughts. When that play happens, it is 6-3 to three Detroit. And Chicago scores, makes it 6-4. Like I said, Detroit challenges it. No goal, it's 6-3. Okay, no harm, no foul. I did not like that coach's challenge. And I'm not a huge fan of Blaschel. I think he's been given a short straw at points with this roster. I think this roster is probably the best he's had since really early on in his days here in Detroit. But here's what I'm going to say. That one, according to the Chicago announcers, again, I didn't see the play, so I don't have an opinion on it. But they didn't make it seem like it was obvious goalie interference. So if it's not obvious goalie interference, like you're not going to this challenge expecting to win, like it's one of those challenges, hey, Let's see if this goes our way. And that's kind of the feeling I got about this challenge. I don't like that challenge. Yes, 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 they won the challenge. No harm, no foul. But you lose that challenge, it's 6-4, to four, and you get a delay of game penalty. So it stays 5-on-3, and then who knows what happens. So yes, challenge didn't hurt us, but I am a baseball fan also. And I enjoy MLB Network. And Brian Kenny has this segment where he reviews managers' decisions. And he takes the results out of the equation. Like, you can always say, hey, he made the wrong choice because that did not work out. Or he made the right choice because it did work out. You can be right in your decision making and the results don't go your way. And you can also be wrong in your decision making and the results go your way. And I think, in my personal opinion, that Blaschel was wrong on this one. Yes, he won the challenge, so maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about, but the risk does not outweigh the reward here. You know, like I said, it's a 5-on-3, and then if you lose the challenge, it stays 5-on-3, and then who knows, maybe they score two more power play goals, and it's a tie game. Luckily, that's not what happened, and the Red Wings are able to hold on and win 6-3, So, again, maybe I'm just blowing smoke here, but I did not like that challenge. Uh, But no harm, no foul. Uh, The Red Wings, like I said, won 6-3. For the game, the Red Wings went 1-8 for on the power play, so 
really disappointing night for the power play. And the Blackhawks went one for four in the power play, so we were able to kill off three of the four power power plays for the Blackhawks. So that's good news there. Uh, good team win though, especially after everything that happened with Montreal losing six to one there. Turn around the next day, went six to three uh, after traveling. Really good win there for the Red Wings. Now they get a few days off before they play again. We'll look at their schedule for this week here in a minute. But before we do that, let's look at the stats here for the Red Wings in this young season. Tyler Bertuzzi leads this team with six goals uh, and nine points, uh, followed by Lucas Raymond, who has four goals and seven points. Uh, Dylan Larkin also has seven points. Uh, Mo Siders got five points, all assists. Uh, and then Mestikoff has three goals, one point for four assists, and that's the leading scorers for the Red Wings this year. Uh, so far, only three players on this team, Suter, Smith, and Stetcher, don't have a point. Uh, Suter and Smith have played in 11 games combined, and then Stetcher's only played in two games. So, And Smith, his role on this team is not to produce points. He's a agitator. He's probably, if you're a Red Wings fan from the 90s like I am, Smith is probably one of your favorite players on this team. Because he reminds me a lot of the grind line. He's going to go out there and he's going to pester the other team. He's going to ignite a fire in your team and he's going to make a big hit. He's going to get into a fight. Uh, Giovanni Smith, really good hockey player for the Red Wings. I really hope they keep him around because a guy like that is huge for this team uh, in the future. Uh, for the goalie side of things, Thomas Grice. Uh, he's played in three games with a 2-1 and record. Uh, 2.8 goals against average and a 9.14 save percentage. Nadalkovich, he's played in four games. He's got a one win, one loss, and one overtime loss record uh, with a goals against average of 3.4 and a save percentage of 8.97. That save percentage is a little screwy right now because of the game against uh, Tampa Bay allowing seven goals in that game that did not help his save percentage or his goals against average uh, so we'll probably see those numbers get better th throughout the next couple of weeks for him uh, but yeah good little week here for the Red Wings uh, two and two like I said they probably would have last week when I made the guess for this week uh, for this coming week the Red Wings are off today and tomorrow uh, they go play the Washington Capitals meet up with their old friend Anthony Manta uh, Nick Jensen and Dennis Jalowski, he's also with the Capitals now. Uh, we play them Wednesday, and they come home Friday for a game with the Florida Panthers. Uh, and then Saturday, we go to up north to visit our friends across the bridge uh, in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this week, I'm going to go with the Red Wings going 1-2. and two. Uh, All three teams are really tough teams. All three teams are projected to make deep runs in the playoffs uh, I won't crack any Maple Leaf jokes but we all have the same thoughts that team's not making a deep playoff run they have all the talent in the world but they just can't get things figured out uh, maybe this is the year for them though who knows uh, we'll talk about that some other day though uh, thank you everyone for checking out today's episode of Wings Talk brought to you by Hardball Sports Talk and Hardball Sports Media uh, for questions comments and concerns email the show at hardballsportstalk at gmail.com 
Uh, please be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for that is in the description. And like us and follow us on the podcast platform you are using to listen to this podcast today. That would help us out a lot. Um, and please tell your friends and family who are sports nerds, uh, either if they like the Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, or just like sports in general, tell them about hardball sports. Uh, we want this thing to grow. We want this thing to become really big. And in order to get there, we need your guys' help. So spread the word. Uh, help us out. Like things. Oh, and also we're on the YouTube side of things too, posting every Thursday on that. Uh, for the time being, we're just doing our NFL picks. Uh, so really good times here at Hardball Sports. Uh, we're just getting started out here. We're still rather new, uh, working out all the kinks, but... We have fun talking sports, and that's really what this is all about. So again, thank you everyone for the support, uh, and be sure to like and follow. Have a great week, everyone, and I will talk to you later.